It is a new year with new challenges, new possibilities, new mindsets, and new horizons. And I want to talk today about planning, preparing, and positioning for peak performance. Uh, hope you are all doing well. I want to begin by wishing you a happy new year. It is that time of year that we uh, make our resolutions. We're going to talk about that today, and uh, I, I hope your year is starting great. Um, better than mine. Uh, I'm fighting COVID right now. Um, uh, good news is, is as, as, as this thing is uh, kind of spreading and easy to spread, it doesn't spread through webinars. So you're safe. You don't have to worry about it. You don't have to back off the, off the computer or anything. Uh, I'm doing fine, uh, do, doing well, and I'm sure I'll be fully recovered here soon. But uh, did start the year on that note. But you know what? I figure it's going nowhere but up from here. So uh, that's the good news. So I want to wish you a happy 2022 and let you know that this is a year of change. There's no question about it. We've been talking about that. And I mentioned that this is the year that we make resolutions. And I want to take for a moment and just define the word resolution for you. I think it's important to the context of this. It's a firm decision to do or not to do something, the quality of being determined or resolute. Now, let's look at resolute for a minute, because first off, it's telling us that we're either going to do something or not do something. We're going to talk about what we're going to do today. But to be resolute is to be admirably purposeful, determined, and unwavering. And that's exactly what I wanted you to understand is that this is the time we make resolutions. This is the time when we look at new ways of doing business. And we want to be resolute. We want to be unwavering in our approach. And then this market change that we're seeing, we got to make sure that we understand that we are moving into new horizons. Like I talked about a moment ago, and the familiarity of the market that we've come out of is going to fade quickly in this first quarter. So we must evolve with a new mindset for 2022 where we are going to make sure that we are capitalizing on everything we can. We talked about getting reset last month and making sure that we're building uh, an absolute uh, confident mind around conversion uh, and making sure that we're making the most of every single opportunity. Well, today I want to really walk you into what are those things in 2022 now that you've seen rates up for a little while and they're going to stay up for a while now that you're starting to see a little bit of a change and a lag in the marketplace and you're starting to see a slowdown in refis and purchases are starting to pick up again as we get into the first quarter let's talk about how we really attack this and be absolutely killer in our 22 results so i want to start with an old old quote it goes like this familiarity breeds contempt. Now, what do I mean by that? Here's what I mean. The thing that I want you to most be careful about right now is having too much familiarity in the way you sell, in your prospects, in your partners, in your customers, in, in, in everything you do. Because what happened again is we have gone through two of the best years we've ever seen in the mortgage marketplace. Lowest rates in all of history, as we all know. And we have become very familiar and very comfortable with having high amounts of volume, high amounts of leads, high amounts of referrals, high amounts of business. And you know what? Now we're moving into a marketplace where things are shifting, as we've mentioned many, many times. And what I've found is when you get too familiar, it starts to breed contempt and indifference. You don't want that. And even complacency. Because if, if we become too familiar with our partners, for example, our referral partners, and we're not trying to knock ourselves out to rewin them constantly, then 
what's going to happen is that's going to lead to complacency. It's going to lead to indifference. We'll kind of lose sight of who they are and they'll lose sight of who we are. We don't want to be too familiar with things. We want to always be a little bit uncomfortable and a little bit out of sorts so that we're always pushing to be the best we can be. That's really the key to this marketplace today. So let me just touch on for a minute. Most recent article that just came out about mortgage rate forecast for 2022 says rates will climb modestly as Fed fights inflation. This just confirms all the things we've talked about over the last several months. Said the era of record low mortgage rates is drawing to a close. And, and I've been telling you this now for about a 90-day period. With rates trending upward, the refi boom of 2020 is slowing dramatically. And Mike Frenantoni says rates are going to be 4% by the end of 2022. And that's pretty much being agreed by everybody. Big drop in refinances and an increase in home sales. So we are going to see that purchase shift we've been talking about, that purchase increase, and that refi drop that we need to be prepared for. So I want to take you back to an old Benjamin Franklin quote. He said, if you fail to prepare, you prepare to fail. You got to plan your work and you got to work your plan. That's what you got to do. So my question is, what's your plan for 2022? And are you ready to hit the jackpot? <laughs> what am I talking about? Well, if you've ever let's say gone to Las Vegas or ever been to a place where they have slot machines, you know, they, they, they tell you that if you hit the triple sevens, man, you're hitting the jackpot and you're going to be, you know, you're going to make it big. Well, I want to show you how to hit the jackpot today without having to gamble anything. I want to teach you the method because I'm going to show you seven, seven, and seven, seven ways to plan, seven ways to prepare, and seven ways to perform that are going to help you to succeed in a powerful way as we move into 2022, all based off of the things we covered last month when we talked about resetting your business plan. So now, let's talk about planning and building your business plan for 2022. And there's two things you've got to do right now. You've got to analyze and recalibrate in seven key areas from your performance from 2021. Remember, it's the beginning of the year, okay? We've got to look at last year's results and the history of what we accomplished in 2021. We've got to sit down and analyze it the right way. And then we have to apply metrics from what the marketplace is doing to make adjustments and recalibrations for 2022 so that we improve our performance in 2022. Because here's the fact of the matter. I've said it before. It's an opportunistic marketplace. We should be planning on a better year in 2022 where everybody else is planning a worse year in 2022 because you're well-prepared and positioned for it. But to do that, we've got to first set our business plan in place. So let's begin with this. you got to look first at your product mix of refi to purchase. In other words, you got to analyze and look at your 2021 results and just do a quick calculation on what percentage was refi business and what percentage was purchase business. Here's the reason why. Let's take a scenario. Let's say that last year you were 60% refi because you kind of jumped on that refi train and 40% purchase, okay? Well, based on the statistics of a 62% drop in 2022 in refinance business, if in fact that were to ring true, if 60% of your business was refi last year and you repeat that this year, then you're going to lose 62% of that or about 37%. That means that you've got a 37% drop in your business that you're going to expect for this year. You got to make that up. So how do you make that up? Well, you make it up either by shifting to purchase, which is going to be increasing by a projection of 9%, 
or by doing some of the other things I'm going to show you in just a minute. The bottom line is you got to get your mix right first and foremost. We want to be heavier purchase and lighter refi in this 2022 marketplace. The refis, as we know, are going to be cash out debt elimination predominantly, not rate and term. You're going to get some of them, but it's not going to be near as much as it used to be. And what you got to make sure is you're planning ahead. So if I see I was refi heavy, I want to mix, remix my, my product mix so that I'm a little bit purchase heavy, more so than I was in 2021. If you were purchase heavy, you're in a really good position for 2022 because we're actually projecting an increase in the numbers in 2022. Second thing you want to look at is your average loan size because there's another way that you can increase your production, and that is by looking at what your average loan size was last year and then projecting out if I could increase my loan size. And where's the easiest place to do that? Well, there'll be a natural progression of loan size in your purchases if property values keep going up, but we know they're starting to stabilize a little bit. So the place you make an impact in your average loan size is in your refinances because you're now adding cash out. You're paying off debt. You're doing more than just rate and term. So if, again, you were in that 60% refi last year, you're going to lose 60% of that, so you're going to lose 37% of it. Then you got to look at it and say, okay, so if I were to increase my loan size based on that lesser unit production, but I increased it by, we'll call it 20%. It's going to make up a lot of the ground on my lost production. The bottom line is there's a lot of ways to influence your production, but you want to be methodical and strategic about it going into the year. So you look at your product mix. If you're really refi heavy, then you want to get yourself more purchase heavy. But if you're still going to be doing a fair amount of refis, then increase your loan sizes to make up for any lost attrition that you have in unit production. And that leads to the third thing, your unit production. You're going to have to look closely at those units because that's where the major portion is going to have an impact. And make sure that you are making adjustments for your units in order to cover any attrition on that. And then the fourth thing is your product distribution and your product needs. You want to look very closely at where were your products coming from and what products do you have that maybe you weren't selling last year that you could expand out to make up a shortfall. Because sometimes what happens is we just get in that rut of familiarity with our products where we're doing the same kind of products basically all the time. We're not taking some of our niche products and we're not doing some of the other programs that are out there. And maybe we need to expand that now. You need to understand your products better than you ever have before and make sure that you analyze where there is product opportunities for you to expand your business in 2022. And then look at your lead and referral sources. You really need to sit down and look at your lead and referral sources and identify, do you have enough sources to really make up any shortfalls in 2022? And what is the quality of those sources? I'll cover that more in detail in just a minute when we get into your market plan. And then outbound lead generation. You need to analyze and look at what did you do last year to generate on an outbound basis? What did you do to really augment just calling customers, for example, to solicit them for renewals or going out and doing things outside of your normal referral business that you're getting through your normal channels? You want to make sure that you're expanding in every place you possibly can. And then lastly, what was the percentage of your customer referrals that you did last year? 
did you really get a good amount of customer referral business? If not, that is your opportunity for you to really succeed in a big way. The bottom line here is simply this. You're analyzing what you did in 2021 in a product mix parameter so that if your mix is off, if you're way too refi heavy, going into a heavy purchase market that we're going to be in 2022, you're starting to shift that and starting to get more referral opportunities on the purchase side of the house and on the refi side of the house, trying to really make sure that, yes, you take what you can get there, but don't depend on it or rely on it too much. And then look at ways you can really impact your average loan size, increase units production. Only way you do that is by having more referral partners and making sure you've got more distribution sources and then do tons of outbound calling and lead generation that is very proactive that you may not have been doing in 2021 because you didn't need to because the business was so good and really, really capitalize on those customer referrals that we talked about in December. These are the things that will make you very successful. Then, once you've done that, now you want to prepare and build your marketing plan for 2022. And, and let me walk you through seven points here that I want you to understand. Number one, optimize your referral sources. I want to remind you that the optimum number of referral sources is a minimum of 25, maximum of 50. A lot of you are nowhere near those numbers. A lot of you are three, four, five key referral partners you're working with and you're relying on those. But you know what? This is going to be a havoc-ridden marketplace this year. These referral partners are going to get hit just like you're going to get hit. You need to understand that. <coughs> Excuse me. And for that reason, it's really important that you are focusing on optimizing. So, if I'm under 25, I'm going to start expanding my referrals by prospecting like crazy to make sure that I'm adding more referral sources. Talk to your current realtors you're working with and find out who else you know that you can work with. Talk to your current CPAs and financial planners that you're talking to and make sure you build those referral sources out. And make sure that you get your referral base optimized to that 25 to 50 number. And then maximize, as I mentioned earlier, the diversity of your product offerings. It's really important that you are maximizing every single opportunity you have out there today to be able to diversify as much of your portfolio as you can. Again, take advantage of all of the products that we provide to you so that you can have as many loans close as you possibly can, and then start to develop those alternative lead and referral sources. This is where you need to get very creative. So if you're predominantly working with real estate agents and builders, I want you to expand those real estate agents and builders out to the maximum you can. But you know what else I want you to do? I want you to make darn sure that you're starting to find some other sources that are alternative sources. That could mean that you're going to maybe buy some leads if that's a good thing for you to do. Or maybe you're going to go out and you're going to meet with financial planners. You're going to meet with CPAs. You're going to meet with local bankers who maybe don't do mortgages or they can't do mortgages in some of the product types that you have. So you become a funding source for them. 
And the best place to go is small community banks or community credit unions are really great for this because a lot of them don't have mortgage departments. If they do have a mortgage department, it's a small department that can't handle anything more than basic conforming loans. The bottom line is you've got to find those alternative sources that are out there. And you got to mine your database. Man, this is a big one. You have got to get on the phone and start calling everybody, all your partners, all your past partners, all your prospective partners, and all of your customers, everybody you've ever done business with. If they were a uh, past customer, you're calling them in January. If they were a uh, cancellation, you're calling them in January. If they were a turndown, you're calling them in January. What you want to do is build a solid January to start to build a nice pipeline moving into the first quarter. Because look, it, with the rates going up, we don't know what the impacts are going to be ultimately. What we do know is that our product's still money. People still want to own homes. Projections tell us purchases will go up and refis will go down. So we've got some logic to work into. What we've got to do is we've got to expand our resources and our opportunities by making sure we're very proactive. And then develop both customer renewal and referral call campaigns. Make sure you are calling every single person you know to talk about how you can save them money and to talk about do they know anybody else that might be looking to buy a home at this point in time. It can simply be, you don't even need to mention refinance if you don't want to, for referral reasons, you can just talk about home ownership because a lot of people are looking to buy homes. Almost everybody knows a millennial who's trying to get into one. Here's the bottom line. Build out a plan so you're really maximizing and then maximize, in addition to that, your online presence and your business network. If you are not in a BNI group, and I'm going to use the term BNI because that's the one that everybody talks about. That's, that's an actual business network. You can create your own type of network of professionals you meet with where you're meeting with financial service professionals. But I will tell you, I just recently uh, interviewed six of the top producers for one of my major clients. These are all people doing $50 million a, a year and more in business. Some of them well over 150 to 200 million. And you know what? Every one of them was in a BNI group. Every one of them had a network of professionals they met with on a regular basis. So that what they did was they were not only getting referrals from each other, but they were learning business strategies, learning about their business, learning how to market better, just learning all kinds of cool things that made them successful. So maximize your online presence. Make sure you get it to the max and your business networks and build your daily routine. Remember, once you've got all of your lead sources in place, and look, you're going to need more lead sources in this year than you've ever needed before, you got to build then a routine. You got to set down and establish those schedules we've talked about where you're setting days where you're going to be doing outbound calling, you know, times in your day, every day, during the course of the day. Remember, it's always best to do a little bit every day versus a lot all at once. So you want to set time for that. You want to set time for your prospect calling for your partners. You want to set time for your BNI groups. You want to set time for forums that you want to have with your realtors and your builder partners and your other partners. You just want to establish schedules so you got time to work on your hunting activities, which is everything that is generating leads, and then time to work on your farming 
activities. And that's all the time that you're spending where you're really working with the customers that you've been referred to and getting those deals closed. It's really important that you're working on both of those and you've got a routine. Remember, routine stands for regular overachievers understand time is never expendable. You can't go into this year and just not have a plan and not have be prepared and not have a routine. You got to have it organized, you got to have it scheduled, and you got to have it ready. Then, finally, positioning. I want you to build your sales plan. And I want it to begin with quoting competitiveness and benefits, not quoting rates. By now, you should have learned this lesson. If you haven't learned this lesson, you're going to learn this lesson because the market's going to teach you the lesson. You quote rates to borrowers today, you don't have a prayer, especially in a refinance transaction. Everybody's still looking for two and a half. Nobody wants three and a half. And that's where rates are at right now. So you have got to make sure that you are quoting the fact that you have competitive rates, that you've got the best rates available in the nation, that you're going to get to them. But the bottom line is, you want to get them access to the best possible rates available, but you don't know what that rate is yet because you don't. And don't ever forget that. And you can use your benefits as questions if you'd like to, to avoid any arguments or to avoid getting those objection things. Just simply say to them, you know what, Mr. Jones, I, I can tell you our rates are super competitive. we got some of the best rates out there in the nation. I'm going to help you to get an awesome rate for you. I promise you that. I won't know what that is until I get a little more information, but let me ask you a question. Would you be super excited if I could help you not only get in this house, get in it quickly, help you be positioned to get a contract very fast, get you a pre-approval, not a pre-qualification that sets you apart from other buyers, but at the same time, actually show you how to put some money in your pocket to create protection for your family so you've got some reserves? They're going to say yes. And would you also like it if I could show you some uh, loan terms that could help you get out of debt sooner and maybe help you pay off for retirement so you're debt-free and you can live a great retirement? They're going to say yes. And would you like it if I can show you how to maximize some tax benefits? They're going to say yes. And would you like if I can show you how you could also maybe get some access to cash up front? They're going to say yes. If I can show you how to get an affordable payment that fits your budget, they're going to say yes. Use your benefits, if you want to, as questions versus statements, and then you're engaging and, and, and interacting with your customers, and you're really doing a better job at selling. And then use the annual financial savings analysis pitch when you're talking to anybody about a refinance loan. What you want to be doing on your outbound calls is not calling up and saying, hey, I want to talk to you about refinancing because they think rates are terrible and it doesn't make any sense. What you want to say to them is, hey, I want to call, I'm calling today because I want to talk to you about how we can provide you with a free annual financial savings analysis. And I'm actually saving people money like crazy right now by helping them not only lower their payments, but increase their cash, cut their terms, get out of debt sooner, and save tens of thousands of dollars. Boom. You do that on an instant 30-second call to anybody out there, they're going to want to say, what are you talking about? They're going to want to talk to you. You've got to make sure you're doing that. And then be relational this year, not transactional. Know your borrowers once, know their needs. You don't do that by just shooting a link. I have beat that to death last year, and I'm going to continue to beat it to death this year. This year is the year of relationship. This is not the year of technology. Last year was the year of technology. Well, you know what? Now that rates are higher, now that customers are more sensitive, now that there's more problems in the marketplace, now that people are more concerned about liquidity, they need an advisor. They need a confidant. They need somebody who they can trust. You've got to take applications the old-fashioned way this year. you got to make sure you're on the phone. 
Got to make sure you're talking to them. Got to make sure you do it right. And then know your products inside and out. If you don't know them, this was another common trait of those top six performers. They knew their products inside and out. They studied them daily. They made sure they knew everything they could to get their borrowers in the right products every time. And then be creative in your solutions. Term reduction, cash out, debt elimination, all the things we've talked about, lower down payments. All of these things become critical in a marketplace that is changing, that is competitive, and that is commoditized. And don't forget to take action at point of sale. Get those docs on that first call. Get that intent to proceed on that first call. Do not let borrowers wander from you because they are going to go somewhere else if you do that. You make that mistake, you're going to get crushed. And then follow up and follow through. Every purchase approval. You contact that realtor, you present it over the phone, you call that seller's agent as soon as you know who the seller is and as soon as you know who that agent is, you make sure you follow up and follow through with the partners and the realtors and your customers. And you keep that weekly content, you keep your pipelines moving, you make sure you stay in contact. These things are all critical to your success. Look. I've just given you the 777 plan. If you follow these 21 things, you sit down, you plan out, you make sure you prepare and you position, you're going to be killer. And I'm going to give you one final closing tip. And this is this falls into the creative solutions. I'm going to I'm going to give you the simplest thing in the world to help your borrower save money, a trick that your competition doesn't know. It's called the Dr Pepper 1024 approach to selling. Now, what am I talking about? Well, I've, I've referenced this before, but not in this context. I don't know if you're familiar with this, but Dr. Pepper, as you know, I love. When it first came out, it was thought of as a medical elixir, and they were told, people were told they were supposed to drink one at 10, 2, and 4. Well, let's put that 10, 2, and 4 to the test on a mortgage. Here's the 10, 2, 4 approach. The 10 is every 10,000 in debt. Just as it's a good, easy reminder for you. Every $10,000 in debt, remember, is $250 in payments. It equals $200 in savings for your borrower at a 3.5% rate on a 25-year loan. Or it can also convert into $40,000 cash because $200 on a 25-year loan at 3.5% is $40K. So in other words... The 1024 is simply this. For every 10,000 in debt your borrower has, whether it's a refi or a purchase, what that means is is that you can create for them either $200 in savings or $40,000 in cash or a combination of the two. It's just that simple. And the minute you get this 1024 mastered, I promise you you are going to convert deals like crazy. Remember this is an opportunistic market for you. Why? Because you know what you're doing. But don't be complacent. Don't be too familiar. Don't think you're just going to skate into this year because you've been good for the last two and you're going to see the same numbers. This is going to be a different game. I am telling you from the bottom of my heart to you, there's not a message I could ever tell you that's more important than this one. Been around this gig 40 years, guys. I've only seen three markets with this dramatic of a shift. 
in every one of those, many lenders got imploded. The great ones, which you are one of the great ones, they did better. But they knew how to sell. You've been prepared for this time. Be confident in your abilities. Be confident in your success. Be confident in the market. Be confident in your company. Be confident in your leadership. Be confident in your products. Be confident in your offerings. Quit worrying about stinking rate. It don't matter anymore. The rates are over. Those low 2% rates are gone. We are now in a market where it's selling the right way. Value, relationship, differentiation. Do that. You're going to crush the numbers. You're going to have an incredible, incredible January. And it's going to lead to a killer year. So there's your lucky sevens. (laughs) You don't have to gamble anything to get them. Just go out and do it. I want you to go crush those numbers. I want you to work it hard. Make sure you analyze those seven things first. Once you do that, make adjustments to build your business plan for 2022. Once that's done, I want you to build your marketing plan. Make sure you got plenty of resources. And once that's done, go sell the right way. God bless you guys. Love you all. Happy New Year. Great to see you. And I'll see you guys soon.